What is going on, everyone? This is Ryan from Above the Hook. We appreciate you tuning in to Profile Pod TV. Like the Above the Hook crew always says, stick around and get hooked. And we are live. Welcome to Profile Pod TV. I am your host, Andy Anatomical, here for the debut of Q&A with Real Estate Ray. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited about this evening because, like I said, not only is it the um, the debut of this show, but uh, Profile Pod is growing, man. Profile Pod TV is growing, and it's fun to see. It's exciting, and uh, I'm proud of it. You know, and I want to thank the all of the listeners, the audience out there, the viewers. Uh, can't do it without you guys. That's a that's that's a fact. So thank you so much for for, for being supportive, everybody out there on Instagram, uh, on YouTube. Uh, you know, it's much 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 appreciated. And uh, so I'm going to continue to to do this thing, and uh, I'm going to continue to bring content and uh, you know be creative and what have you. So. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't thank you enough. Um, started watching uh, Cobra Kai. I don't know if uh, I know it came out. I, I want to say a year ago or so, right? On I think it was on YouTube TV originally. Just came on Netflix, and I just started watching it, man. And gosh, that's <laughs> uh, pretty cool. It's so cool, man. It brings me back to uh, 1984 when that movie came out. When that movie came out, and I think I was like eight, eight years old. And uh, gosh, it, it, you know, they bring back all the, uh, if you haven't, I'm sure most people have seen that movie. But uh, if you haven't, if you haven't seen Karate Kid, go watch Karate Kid and then go watch Cobra Kai because it, it's hard to understand Cobra Kai, I think, without the, having seen the original Karate Kid, the original from 1984. Uh, so anyways, that, that's always uh, fun to watch cool shows, but um, a lot, lot, you know, lots going on this week. I got a big podcast coming up with Mega Man, and that is a that's going to be big. So I, tune in on Wednesday night, nine PM, right here, same bad channel, same bad uh, t- time. All right, so let, let's get into tonight's show, man. Let's bring on our guest, Mr. Ray Rodriguez from Empire States Realty in Rancho Cucamonga. It's the Q and A with Real Estate Ray. If you have a, a comment or a question or what have you. Then put post it, and we'll get you on the show. But we're we're gonna be talking real estate for an hour. This is all real estate. So if you have a if you're thinking of investing, if you're thinking of listing your home, selling your home, purchasing, um, maybe you wanna, you know, you, you're not sure if it's it's the right time to buy. Whatever it is, anything related to real estate, we got my man, real estate Ray here, and he's gonna answer all your questions. So this is the pilot episode. We're gonna see how this thing goes, and maybe we can continue this on, you know, in the in the future here. But I'm really excited about tonight. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring on Mr. Ray Rodriguez. Ray, how are you, sir? What's going on, bro? What's up? What's up, Andy? All good, welcome. brother. Yeah, man. Welcome back to Profile Pot TV, the debut yes. of Q and A Q&A with Real Estate Ray. Man, how do you feel about that? <laughs> 
excited, brother. Q&A with Real Estate Ray. I like the way that sounds. Hey, it flows, bro. It flows, man. It does. That's it. You know? Uh, so, yeah, man, we're here to talk shop, man. All things real estate. How's business been going for you, you know, the last couple couple weeks? Business is good, man. Things are hot right now. You know, people are uh, out there buying. Remember when uh, when you couldn't get toilet paper? It's kind of like it is right now with houses. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Oh, yeah, geez, man. man. Uh, you yeah, see a nice man. house and it goes quick. So. What, what was the other thing? Uh, you couldn't get toilet paper and uh, I think hand, hand uh, sanitizing hand wipes. Sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hand sanitizer, right? Jeez. <laughs> so you're a busy man, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's good. It's uh, it's a lot of there's a lot of business out there, so um, things are going well. Trying to balance that with the kids, you know. Oh, I know. Being, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I, you yeah. know, from uh, like I have to have to teach the kids online, or the kids are learning online, but I have to be there to make sure they're learning, you know. And then I got to go from one grade to the next because I have a fifth grade. No, I have a what? Uh, kindergarten. One's in grade, and one's in sixth grade. Okay, so, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You cut out a little bit right there. Right? Um, oh my god. No, I, I know how it is, man. I got I got uh, a few kids myself in, in school right now. We're trying to do the whole distance learning thing and what have you. And hopefully, you know, we'll get back to normal sooner than later. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So yeah, the market is hot right now, man. It, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it out here too. You know. In fact, you know, my name, my next door neighbors, just uh, you know, we we moved in. And I think a month month later, um, they, they listed, and we were like, "Whoa, what, what do we do? Is there something we said? Is there something we you don't like our kids? What? Um, right? Yeah, man. And they, they apparently they're moving to Texas, and uh, so uh, they're self employed and they have their own businesses. But they, you know, they were saying that um, they're going to make the move, and it's it's kind of they've been waiting." For the right time for themselves and they, they feel like this is the right time etc so um above the hook is in the house what's going on but they were in escrow for literally i mean i, I ray they they listed it and I, on a sunday i saw the sign go up and they were in escrow i want to say like a week later they were in escrow man you know you know yeah. Um, so man, you know, let's, let's kick things off right with, with a question. I have a question, man. We have, uh, we have my man, uh, Ryan from above the hook is in the house. Uh, thank you for, for checking in, Ryan. If you have anything, any questions, let us know, man. We'll, we're going to be me? here for an hour. Yeah, I can hear you, Ray. Yeah, we're having some technical connection. Here we're you are. You're back. Testing, testing. There you are. Yeah, we're back. Um, I, I want to um, start things off, Ray. Well, I have a question for you, man. It's cool. If I if I may, and uh, like I was saying, we have above the hook in the house, Ryan. If you have any questions, Ryan, let us know. Anybody, man. If, yeah, like I was saying, this is an interactive show. Question, comment. We're gonna post it, and then uh, we'll present it to our, our our expert here, Mr. Real Estate Ray, <laughs> and then uh, we'll address the question. So let, let let's get let's get in, into this. Uh, 
basically, I was asked, I was wondering about um, property management and what have you. I know you mentioned you have a couple of uh, investment properties. And when it comes to, for example, let's let's take a four unit, right? Uh-huh. Um, or even, even any type of investment when it's not your primary residence. Right. How do you go about... Um, managing the property right do you do you do it yourself do you hire a property management company uh what do you think is the an efficient way to manage to handle that uh well ideally if if you can handle it yourself uh, you know you're gonna save some money uh if it's something close enough you know it's a few cities away like ours are in i'm in rancho but our our units are in highland so 30 minute drive 25 minute drive um you know, and yeah, I mean, when you manage it yourself, you pretty much just have to stay on top of of any, you know, the yard or or maybe whatever it is inside the unit. Uh, like for instance, the tenant called and said the uh, air conditioning wasn't working right, so I went out there and changed out um, the the thermostat. You know, really the thermostat was kind of old, so changed it out, put a new one. And there you go. Now, had I had had it been a ma- property management company, she would have called a property manager. The, she would have called the office. The office would have scheduled, uh, you know, for a maintenance guy to go out there, and then the guy would have gone out there and changed it or whatnot, and then I would have got charged probably double. <laughs> oh wow! You know, I mean, really? because I got to pay for the guy, the time, the you know, so so things like that. However, you know, if yeah. you're busy like you know obviously for me i've been doing it a while so mm-hmm. i can uh you know i kind of i can troubleshoot and kind of and i have the flexibility to go to go do it so if you work and you don't have time to do that and it's going to take more effort to to find free time to go out there and do it and find that you know what's wrong with it and to to find the right piece and to go to home depot and buy it and like you know some people would rather just pay yeah <laughs> You know, pay someone else to go do it. I see. So it's kind of like uh, depends on the situation, right? Yeah. Like you said, the proximity. You know, how close are you to your investment properties? How? Um, so let's say somebody does want to manage them. I mean, regardless of where they live, they they want nothing to do with it. They they want somebody else to handle all that. They they just want to you know uh, they want the equity. They're going to sit on the property and let somebody else manage it. Right. What do these companies typically uh, charge? Right. What? Yeah. So you're you you're roughly you're looking at about ten percent of what your rent is. If not, you know, I mean, depending on, you know, if you have a, you know, two thousand dollar rent, you know, they'll take two hundred bucks a month. Um, it, that's a rough, roughly, is about ten percent is usually of the rent is what they'll charge. Um, and again, that that entails not just maintenance, but they, you know, they collect the rent. You know, and, and then the rent gets paid to them and then they send it to to uh, to the owner. However, if the tenant is late or if the tenant, you know, um, is behind, they're the ones who are on top of it. They're the ones calling and sending out any letters and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, it has its advantages. Yeah, yeah. Um- yeah, so it's basically you said two a ten percent, and in that scenario, you said two. I think you said two thousand dollars for rent. It would be two hundred bucks a month, right? Now, right. does that include uh, you know repairs stuff? Uh, 
you know, no. stuff like that. I think you mentioned something earlier. No, it doesn't, right? That's pretty much for them to, uh, <laughs> make, you know, to to have your property in their database, you know, uh, maintain it. So what will happen is, you know, something goes wrong. They'll send out the guy. The guy will go investigate. They'll come back and say, hey, look, this is wrong. The thermostat's out. We need a new thermostat. It's going to be X amount of money. And and then I said, you know, I say, okay, well, you know, fix it. You got to get fixed. And then they just charge it to my account or, or whatever. They oh. invoice me. And then uh, – then you pay them, take it, you know, just like any other bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think you said with yours, your, um, you, uh, you, uh, with your investment properties, you, you pretty much handle it on your own since you're kind of, you're rather close yeah. to them, right? Well, you live close to them. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I do it on my own now. Like, I mean, picking up the RAN, I have them zeal it. It's all done electronically. Um, Oh, I see. Any type. I mean, there's really, it's very little hands-on unless something goes wrong with the unit itself, like within the, the property. Um, but other than that, it's just, you know, most of the time it's just collecting the rent. And uh, they send it automatically each month on a certain day. And usually if they fall behind, which a lot of times, sometimes, you know, they'll fall behind or they only have a certain amount, they'll just have an explanation. You know, I'll send 300 next week or whatever. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, that, those are the easy parts. And then the rough part is when they start falling real behind. Um, and then you got to, you know, start sending them collection letters or following up, threatening to kick them out. But th thank God I haven't had to deal with that much. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But then again, and if, if you have a, a property management handling that, they—I mean, they—they they will. They, they, of course, they'll facilitate that. They'll handle that that type of thing as well. Oh yeah, like, that's really what people pay them for. Is I mean, collecting the rent is easy. You know, if something goes wrong, you're gonna have to call someone mm -hmm. to fix it anyway. So it's really what comes down to is they don't want to deal with the legalities of the de dealing with the tenant. You know, and once the tenant gives you an issue or you want to get them out. The property management will take care of it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Awesome, Ray. Let's move on. I have we have another question, man. Uh, we have a Ryan from Above the Hook, Rad Studios. He just started his uh, real estate uh, videography business, and he's oh, out nice. of central. Yeah, he's out of Central California. You may have seen uh, Ryan maybe through my page or on, on online. Big, uh, yeah, big, big. Um, social media presence with above the hook. And like I said, he just launched his business. He's asking if, um, is, is virtual reality taking over the videography videos of real estate? Uh, I'm guessing with COVID VR is helpful due to people or owners not wanting people touring their home. So what is that? How's the outlook on that? Right. Good question, Ryan. Thank you for yeah. asking. Yeah, right on. That's a great question. Um, and the answer is yes. You know, VR is is very much more popular. It's being promoted within, you know, uh, from the real estate board themselves. However, um, people still want to go see the house. You know, they still want to be able to go in. And so uh, it's it kind of depends if you're a listing agent. If I'm representing someone, I'm trying to sell their house. I'm going to put 
you know, v, VR in there because uh, it's going to give people the ability to see it uh, without having to schedule an appointment or go through, you know, the COVID steps right now. And um, it's really not, they've kind of opened it back up to where you, all I have to, if you want to go see a home, we fill out a form, you know, we got to wear masks and be yeah. sanitized. And uh, if it's a vacant home, it's pretty simple, but if there's someone in there, uh, which, you know, the other day I took a client to see a house and there was someone in there and they were really, you know, they were really nice and, you know, oh, and welcoming. And it's just that real, you know, everyone wants to be careful. Uh, but that is the way to go, the videography. And, and and here's the thing. A lot of agents, you know, that they take pictures with their phone, you know. And you can tell yeah. when someone does pictures with their phone versus someone who has professional pictures done. Um, you know, it's going to cost a couple hundred bucks, but it's going to show the house so much better. You know, and nowadays with drone footage, you know, people like seeing that. Um, and these new, you know, apps and programs that allow you to 3D the home, you know, that's really uh, the way to do it. You know, if gotcha. you want to sell it quick, if you want to stand out or whatnot. But but I think um, it sounds like to me, Ray, uh, what what Ryan's doing, man, with the video, videography and you know presenting. When you list a home, obviously you want to, you know, you want to present it in in multiple facets, right? That's um, right. Uh, right, a videography, a pictures, and um, I think regardless, right, it would make sense to me to. Yeah, man, to hire a videographer, that's only going to it's only going to benefit you, right? It's only going to get more exposure. It's going to present the house in a doing it professionally, obviously, quality. You know, that's it's going to be uh it's going to be it's I think it's going to be beneficial, right? Bottom line, man, it's going to again, present the house. It's going to look nice. It's going to be uh, that much more uh, appealing, you would think, right? Right. You look just more professional. You know, uh, definitely more professional. Uh, you know, it costs a couple hundred bucks, but those are mm -hmm. things that you, you know, as an agent, you you already incorporate that into, you know, things that you're going to pay for fees. Yeah. And so, um, it's easy as a listing agent to say like, oh well, I'll just take the pictures myself. You know, I'll save a couple hundred bucks. It's easier. It's quicker. Yeah. Um, and yes, you're going to get away with it most of the time. But again, if you're, if you really want to showcase houses, you want top dollar, you know, you're going to, you got to showcase it. You got to get people to come in and see the house. Um, and the pictures are what everyone goes off pictures right now. And if you can uh, showcase it with beautiful pictures, uh, you know, and professional photographers know, you know, they know how to angle. They have the wide angle lenses. They have the right taking the picture where it, it's not just like get in the corner and put, you know, the phone all the way up. <laughs> you know? So uh, it's definitely worth it. Um, yeah. And they're getting paid well. I mean, they, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's something that people are doing now. So it's kind of competitive, I should say, you know, wow. before I got, you know, maybe a year or so is not as many people available. So you could charge a little more, I guess, but now, Maybe there's a few more extra people out there doing it. So it's very reasonable. Mm -hmm. Right, right. 
No, I, I've seen, man, uh, those photographers are, are amazing, man. Those videographers and uh, they can make us the smallest house, you know, really look you know, yeah, right. open mm. and, and, and bigger, you know, bigger than what it really is. Uh, but that's, I, you know, it's uh, it's interesting what they do now, man. Really, really interesting. They try right. to trick you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, but that's it's uh yeah, it's interesting. I think but I think it's bottom line. You think I think you need photography. I think you need videography uh, when, when listing a house, man. I, I, mm. It doesn't hurt, man. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, think about it. If you're looking to buy a house, you want right now, you're going to first thing you do is go online and look at properties in a certain area and the ones that have pictures are the ones you're going to look at more than the one that just has one picture from the outside <laughs> you right. know? uh so yeah i mean we do it ourselves as we're all individuals we when we go online to buy things you know we see we look for as many photos of that item as we can mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so it's definitely the way to go right right man um yeah, so that, that's pretty interesting, man. That's pretty interesting. I think uh, again, Ryan, uh, he just started his uh, business. Literally, I mean, just launched it, right, Ryan? I think uh, this week, and uh, he, he does really good work, man. I, he, so he, yeah, you can, uh, go ahead. You know, you know, you know, you can walk into any real estate office, literally, and just say, "Hey, I can be here on Saturday from ten to one, and I'll charge each." agent whatever 100 bucks whatever and you can provide that agent with four quality headshots or shots that they can use for business cards for online if you see my website and and, and stuff i have you know a picture of me in a suit and and i paid some dude to come in take pictures and and i use those so my point is that's one way you just walk into a real estate office boom hey got any new agents you got any agents who have old cards you know, uh, right now, if the agent's face isn't on their card, it's kind of like outdated. Like that's kind of the thing you got to be on the agent's card. Usually they, yeah. the theory is you got, you need people to feel like they know you. So right. if you give them a business card and it just has your name and I'm guilty of it too. I have business cards with just my, you know, empire States and all that. Uh, but you give them that card versus one with you on there, or at least a picture of you, a headshot, uh, you know, they're more likely going to use the one that has picture or feel more comfortable when they actually meet you again or are calling you again because it's like, hey, I remember what he looks like. That's the theory. I mean, that's kind of like the logic that's being, you know, promoted out there, which is why you see so many people with their traditional, you know, pictures. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if it was, if I was starting that type of business, I'd be walking into real estate offices. Um, and just be and just saying, I can be here on a Saturday, and I'll and I'll throw up a blue screen or white screen, or whatever, and take pictures. That's what they did with us, you know. Some uh -huh. guy, you know, I don't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, or even and then like from there, you'll find an agent or two who has a listing coming up. Like, hey, I just mm -hmm. so, you know I just listed this house. You know, now chances are they probably have someone, but you never know. They, they might be open to a new one. Right. Right. No, you know? I mean, exactly, exactly, man. It, it doesn't do, hurt. No, do no. It, drones? Do you have drone? Do you know if he uses the drone thing? Oh man, Ryan, I this if I would have to, if I was betting on Ryan, I'd say yes, man. He he's yeah, right? uh, pretty savvy, man, when it comes to to videography. 
and photography with his above the hook. What they uh, real quick, what they do, Ray, is they go out into the ocean. They they do deep sea kayak fishing, and they take amazing, amazing footage of all this stuff, man, that they do. And so they 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 have all this equipment, um, nice. but the, the equipment is a little bit different, uh, obviously, within what they're using to film out there in the ocean, than what he's going to be using to film homes and stuff. So so he's having to kind of overhaul, not overhaul, but uh, buy new equipment. It. Yeah. 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 So, so, but the, I mean, he has the drone, he has the, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Ray, uh, Ryan, but I know you got a, you got the whole setup. You know, he had a, he invested a whole bunch of money in equipment and uh, yeah, he's ready to go. I think, oh, you're still setting up. He just mentioned he's still setting up, but, uh, but I think that's a pretty cool, you know, that's yeah, a pretty man. cool business. It's that, yeah. It it's, it, there's business for it out there right now. You know, yeah, you gotta you gotta sell your home, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta make it look, you know, pristine. Walking anywhere, and yeah, I would think, you know, old school. <laughs> Walk in there and be like, hey, do pictures for you, right? Um, and, and for Ryan, and by the way, he's getting his uh, he has to, he's having to get a qualification from the FAA for drone flying. Nice, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Taking his tests, right? Yeah, legal stuff and stuff. Um, but yeah, Ray. Yeah, yeah man. It's, uh, it's over a certain weight, certain type of drones. You got to have a certificate. Uh, and when you, it, that's a big thing right now, though. That's kind of like the big thing drone footage for everything, for commercials. I mean, you know, every product, they can do something with the drone footage. <laughs> I got a drone myself. Yeah. You got a drone? Yeah, I got a little drone. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I want to get one too, man. <laughs> they look like fun. They look like so much fun, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So so right now, Ray, um, the uh, our values are still are they still rising in this market? Yeah, so I, uh, I don't know about say rising, but they're definitely. You know, you can ask for you know a solid price. I don't want to say top dollar. Um, but I mean, the truth is, I mean, the house down the street just went up for sale and it's a little smaller, you know, and it, it's asking, you know, they want five, I think it was 559, so 560, you know, and it's a three bedroom, two, three bedroom, two and a half bath or something like that. So it's not like a big old house. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So my point what are you asking, is, I'm sorry? 560. Okay. You know, um, we're right here in Rancho, so uh -huh. see that? yeah, you know, it's that's a good price. Um, uh, and you know, it's prices are there are, are solid. Like, if like I'll tell my clients again, if it if they're asking 250, 350, four, whatever they're asking, they're probably going to get it. You're they're going to someone's not going to come in and and offer them 10 grand less. You know, they're going to ask, they're going to take a full price offer. Uh, if I was the agent, I'd be like, there's no reason to not have a full price offer unless I'm being ridiculous. Um, and, and I don't price it right. Mm -hmm. um, then you might be getting some, some prices, some offers that are coming in lower, but uh, I mean, it, it's all relative to, to how it's priced, but yeah, you right. can have very fair pricing right now. I mean, top dollars com compared to where, people probably bought it at least a few years back.
Uh-huh. So it sounds like it's kind of a seller's market right now, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can sell your house quickly. So it's supply and demand, right? So right now there's yeah. a, there's there's more there's more people looking to buy than there are there's more buyers than there is inventory is what they say. Wow. Which, which is why there's a big uh, market or I don't say big, but there's you know a percentage of uh, what was it like 13, 14 percent increase in new new home purchases. So you'll see, you know, in Fontana, a lot of in in uh, Lake Elsinore. I mean, everywhere you go, they're building new homes. If there's if there's somewhere em empty lot, they're building some kind of new <laughs> new home, right, or apartment. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, and you'll and you'll see that across the, the whole United States. Every, everywhere they're building, they're just really building. yeah. The builders building material that industry is doing very well. You wow, know. man. I mean, I, just with everything that's gone on in the last four, you know, four and a half months with the quarantine, with the unemployment rate, with, uh, you know, all of all of that, man. It's interesting yeah. how, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen to the economy, you know, four, four and a half months ago. Right. And, you know, and here we are talking in August, four and a half months later, and people are, you know, Scrambling to buy homes. Now, now you're is you're saying is this in California or uh, everywhere, bro, everywhere? I mean, so wow. you know, uh, Ruben and he, he we just had a conversation the other day. Ruben and I, he, and he was telling me that uh, in Denver he went to Denver, Colorado, and their properties. You know, typically when when I remember they were about two two fifty three hundred three fifty got you a nice big house. And he's telling me that now they're in like the 450s and up. And for Denver, that's considered high, you know, yeah. you know, in the fours, that's California pricing. So, yeah. you know, so, wow. uh, so yeah, I would say it's definitely across Florida. Florida's, you know, people are, it's a hot market. Um, people are, you know, definitely looking to buy homes. And again, it all comes back to, the fact that the interest rates are so low yeah. that people can qualify for money for, you know, wow. that it makes more sense. That's another thing. Yeah. The rates are still very low. Right. And yeah. I, I think I got in Ray. We sold our house just in time, man, because uh, there weren't too many people. Well, I mean, we start, we listed right at the beginning of um, the whole COVID thing. Okay. Late March. I want to say it was late March. And, uh, you know, people were still skeptical and we went yeah. forward. That was part of our plan anyways. You know, last year we said, you know, let's go, let's go, uh, let's sell. You know, we're going to sell next year, springtime. And, you know, this just happened. Uh, you know, coincidentally, this happened with the whole COVID thing. And uh, we were able to, you know, present uh, an offer just under, uh, you know, the, the asking price. We asked for closing costs and we got pretty much everything, man, because at yeah. that moment, you know, it was it was kind of a buyer's market, man. You know, yeah. again, you know, people were people were selling uh, for like that month, right? I think uh, it was like a month or month and so a half. February, yeah, February was, uh, you know, like people were buying Mar March. It was because March sixteenth is when it all kind of went down as far as they yeah. announced we're going to start shutting down things. So March sixteenth is when it really started to middle March, you know, is when they started to, uh, 
people started to get kind of concerned and they stopped making yeah. moves. Um, so yeah, it was like, that was a great time to get, you know, it was kind of like, that was the end of, of the, you know, well, it's kind of the end of the buyer's market. If you want to say, if, because you could ask for more things, you know, you could have asked, like you said, you got closing costs and, and, and you got re under asking, you know, um, and now it's a little bit, it's kind of like back to, you know, where we were back then where people are, I think what it is, is that it, the people who work are, are the people who have a job that's going to be there, a essential worker, whatever you want to call them, people who are working normal hours now kind of uh -huh. got the storm of COVID and, and now they're being able to qualify for, for home loans because they've shown that, Hey, I'm, I, you know, my job is COVID resistant. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some people whose jobs, you know, are, they're still, they still don't know what they're going to do. Look at LA fitness, all the people that worked at LA fitness, 24 hour fitness, you know, all those people, they, they don't have jobs no more. All right. Our salons, right. you know, all that stuff. But the right. supermarkets, you know, the truck drivers, yeah. the, uh, the doctors, the people in the hospitals, um, you know, they, you know, they're the ones that are still working regular hours, if not more. Right. And they're ready to do it. Education and, uh, you know, public service, a lot of public service is still and hopefully, you know, it's things uh, from what I hear, things are opening up uh, slowly here. Um and you know, hopefully all those people can they resume and get hired back on and hopefully they're able to hire those people back on. Yeah, I think whatever has to happen, you know. Yeah, they're gonna start opening things a little bit more, but who knows? What are we yeah. in? Um we're not even September yet. <laughs> well, September, yeah, October days. November. You know, I mean we're we still got a few months of chaos coming up. So uh, I hope not, bro. I hope not. <laughs> you know. Um uh, we have a uh, Gus Jitsu. Gus Jitsu. Uh, he has a question about real estate, and I told him go ahead and type it in. So, uh, but yeah, in the meantime, um, but yeah, Ray, it's interesting how uh, things are unfolding here. Uh, what, what do you, what do you, in your best estimation, uh, what, what do you think the tra trajectory from here on out? as far as real estate here to the, uh, you know, the end of the year, or maybe like from here, maybe another year out, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, like a 12 to 18 month, you yeah. know, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be time to buy real estate. Uh, you're going to find deals. You're going to, there will be people, you know, facing foreclosures in the next six, eight months, t 10 months. Um, by the time they get, have to get out, you know, be a year. So, you know, yeah, that's already giving people a year out, you know, like a year from now. And so, uh, mm. yeah, I mean, I think that you're not going to see a rise in prices, but you'll, you're not going to see a big dip either. Um, you know, I, I helped to, like I said, I was I helped a client get into a certain area, you know, right under 300, and now you can't even get in that area for 300, or under 300. So it's like, okay, so that's telling me that, you know, he, he was able to get in at this price range, and now now that price range is not available. Like you actually have to be, 
what is it like 30 40 grand higher you know yeah are are, are they going up i mean I, I would think a little bit you know yeah. um or at least they're strong so gotcha. uh, it's hard to say because you know once we get through the election and all of that and all i think there's just so much uncertainty and so when there's uncertainty yeah. people, you know they don't make moves um definitely man. and so however that's a great time to take advantage you know uh because people who do make moves you know can you can you can get some good deals you know uh, you have money you're willing to put your money out there and everyone else is scared you know you're going to be able to to capitalize so yeah like absolutely man no yeah. I, I love real estate man i think it's a great investment they, they stopped making like i always say mm -hmm. I, I forgot who where i heard that who told me that uh recently i think a year ago or someone told me yeah they stopped making land a long time ago mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know uh we got yeah. gus jitsu ray He's got a question for you, nice man. You guys, guys, here. If I lock in an interest rate and a week before my closing, the rate changes a quarter percent or greater, am I able to change the rate to the better one? If not, how come? Is he locked in pretty much, Ray? At that point, right before closing. Yeah. Okay. So, it, now technically, this is a lender question. Um, yeah. But yes, once they lock your rate, um, it's going to be locked in based on what's available at that time, at that moment, that day. Now, what will happen is typically you, you apply and you'll get a rate of, you know, today, today's rate, 3.25. And mm -hmm. let's say um, what will happen is they'll say, OK, well, we'll start working on it now. If the rates go down within be, before you now. See, now I'd have to, th I think if the rates do go down be before a certain time, I'm not sure. I, I want to say it's before you sign. So closing means that you're signing already. And, you know, um, but if, but until that, until the bank sends the papers out and, and runs that final, uh, you know, um, the documents, you're really not locked in. So there might be a way that the, that you, that the lender can, you know, uh, can lock you in based on, you know, uh, the, the current rate, um, versus wow. when you first applied. I mean, I know that, I know that can be done. I just don't know how, how far into this process, like, you know, when they can't, when they can stop locking it in or changing it. Gotcha. You know? So he should probably inquire with his lender, right? Uh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds I mean, like it, yeah, definitely. The lender's going to tell you, you know, what you want to do is find out when's the last you can change the rate, you know, um, and usually it's a, there's a certain time frame. I see. I see. Uh, so, uh, yeah, three days before the fight. So, yeah, clo closing, I think he means, uh, so he's saying he's, he got a 2.99%. Okay. Right, Gus, and, and now is your are you asking if you can uh, if the rate changes, Gus? If it goes lower, obviously you're you're not gonna want to get a higher rate. If it, if it dips, if, if 
whatever index or whatever, the rates dip. He wants to know, I guess he wants to know if he can take advantage of that um, and, and, and lock that in, you know. Yeah, it, that's where the lender comes in. So yeah. if he were my client, <laughs> right, <laughs> then I would then I would be calling the lender. I would be on the phone with the lenders, you know, saying, hey, like the rate is this today, you know. Uh, what's the deal? And, and again, when you work with a, a direct lender, like some of the guys I do, they are the ones who are putting the package together. They're the ones who are presenting it to the underwriter. You know, they're the ones who can actually go in and change the, you know, the numbers in the computer before it gets uh, approved. So, so there are ways to do it. Yeah, but if you're going to typically you play online, uh, you know, if you're doing one of those. Uh, what are they called? Zip? What or what's it called? The Rocket Mortgage, or you know those online mortgage companies or banks, the big banks. Uh, yeah. You're gonna get put into like a cookie cutter type program where you're gonna get given a rate based on today's rate, and they're gonna lock that rate in for X amount of days. Uh, and chances are you're not gonna be able to get you know a better one. But again, you, that's where you want to have that better communication with someone. Yeah, no, no, that's a great question, man. That's a great question. Uh, um, I, I, man, I, I would think, well, you know, because once I know, you know, when you buy a house, obviously, you know, you know, the lender's going to lock your rate in, mm-hmm. right? And typically that's, you know, could be a couple weeks out from uh, when you sign your documents, you know. Uh, he's saying he went through Fidelity, Fidelity. And because um, you have a fidelity. Now, what if somebody's going through? Now he's doing a refinance, or are you, are you talking about a refinance? No, he's, he's talking about a purchase. A purchase? Yeah, because I know I think he's going through a uh, from a, a builder. He's buying off the builder. Okay, when you buy off the builder, they have usually their own lender programs, and they'll give you an incentive. You know, they'll make it sound good. So they're going to give you some type of incentive, lower a lower rate, kickback, upgrade, something. Um, usually, they're right now. You know, they're they're able to offer you know um, programs that are competitive, but uh, it's usually it's usually just a matter of, of of the you know what they can offer you on the rates and um, and the deal you work out with them. So. What happens is you're going to find that here's what's going to happen. You're going to find that you're going to get the quoted the same rate pretty much across the board. Right. I mean, it's just like anything, you know, I can't say, you know, 3.25 and then you go over there and, and they're like 3.3 or 3%, you know, and then obviously you're going to go 3%. So everyone's going to be in the same range is my point. What happens yeah. is I could say, yeah, you know, I can get you 3% too. But what I'm not going to tell you is it's going to cost you money that you're not going to see. You know, you're I mean, you're not going to know about in a sense. It's going to be covered in other ways. So there are ways that certain lenders will buy your they'll tell you you can get a lower rate if but it's going to cost you money or or they'll charge you fees in order to get your rate to a certain number that, you know, is competitive or that you were looking for. So um, you got to be careful with with that looking out for for you know uh fees that are unnecessary <laughs> right right 
And then, of course, you got, you know, the credit comes into play, how much you're financing. But, uh, but yeah, generally, like you said, you're, you're, it's all going to be in the same ballpark, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, there are, I mean, the banks are all going to be offered. You know, what happens is they're, they're selling these loans to, to investors, to lenders, to hedge funds. Mm -hmm. And these hedge yeah. funds are, you know, paying certain amounts. And what will happen is some banks will accumulate more of these properties. They'll have a bigger package. They'll have, you know, thousands of properties in this package, you know, to a certain hedge fund. And therefore they'll be able to get, you know, better rates. Um, and some will, will, won't have as many, some are higher risk. So yeah, it comes into credit, you know, credit comes into play, obviously uh, puts you in a certain category and then those are the rates you get. Right, right. He's saying uh, they have a ten thousand closing, ten thousand dollar closing cost incentive. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. He said that closing that costs typically run about three percent of uh, your purchase price. So say, say again, Ray. I'm sorry. So what happens is, you know, when you're buying a house, you got to pay the down payment which is 3.5% depending on conventional it's five, you know, up to 20%, but right now FHA is 3.5. But gotcha. what most people don't understand or recognize or, or remember is that they have closing cost fees is what he's talking about. And that mm -hmm. typically is about another 3%. So it's not like a flat fee. It's based on the, the purchase price. So it's going to go up with the higher cost of the, the home. Um, so $10,000, you know, is pretty good. Mm -hmm. you know, that's a $300,000, about $300,000 in fees, uh, as far as like that, that price. You $30,000? Uh, well, 3%, right? On, on, on a $300,000 purchase, right? Yeah. So $300,000 purchase, 3% is nine grand, you know? Right. So if you're buying a you know a five hundred and fifty thousand dollar home times three percent, you need sixteen thousand five hundred in closing costs, approximately. Mm -hmm. So, you know that's where you you get it from the seller, you get it from the lender, or you come up with it yourself. You know. Right. Right. And in this yeah. case, it sounds like he's buying a home from a a new home new construction yeah. probably which means that the that the builder is giving him ten thousand dollars in incentives towards closing costs yeah yes i think that's that's what it is man See, they said that uh yeah. he's saying that they said that will cover the closing costs the the, the ten thousand uh, dollar incentive will yeah so, yeah well yeah i mean again it's it's these are just general numbers we use rule of thumb numbers about three percent you know there are times where the the lender can cut down on these fees you know they'll they'll subtract certain fees or they'll only charge certain amounts um because they're working the deal or something you know and and then therefore you know instead of it three percent maybe it's two and a half you know but you just want to use uh it's typically around that that cost i mean it's a good amount three percent is nine grand 16 grand depending Right, right. And he's, he's saying, if I have to pay more than that in closing, how do I get them to cover? You roll it into the, the loan. Mm. 
So yep. what happened is um, you can you can roll into the loan by having well what how you get them to cover is you ask you got to ask them for for more about you got to ask them for more credit. <laughs> I uh, see. But it, they already have it all worked out. They already know how much he's going to need. Right. Cost because these houses are already pre-priced out based on you know what they what amenities they have but pretty much they already know it's going to be x amount of money for closing costs so they're not going to do him i mean they're not going to make him come up with the shouldn't be more than than that yeah right right and, and ray what does earnest money deposit um he said thank you yeah it's awesome um earnest money deposit does is, is that included in a, in a in the down payment for escrow yeah yeah so emd is called the earnest earnest money deposit all that is 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 uh is your good faith deposit if you want to say it. like hey and they deduct it from your down payment so if your down payment's 10 grand um typically you'll put down 2500 on a home you know so you'll you'll put down 2500 um, and what that means is if someone, you know, uh, if they accept your offer, the seller is going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that offer. Um, mm -hmm. I need $2,500 deposit within three days, you know, because to me it's serious, you know, and that deposit is the, you know, it's refundable depending on um, the contingencies that you have in your, in, you know, in your offer. Yeah, uh, exactly. Appraisal, the inspection, uh you know the the loan itself um stuff like that right. you have a time frame to get that that em the deposit back and if you do close on the loan um then that 10 grand is now you only owe 8500 or whatnot okay right? gotcha, gotcha. yes yeah, so it is come out of the deposit yeah plus and does any of that come out to pay towards close um, closing costs, yeah. Any of that deposit, any of the deposit, any of the down payment, any of that ten grand. No, so you'll have you're you're gonna have a down payment of three point five percent, like that's gonna be a set amount, right? You're gonna need ten grand for your down payment, and now you're gonna need another nine thousand for your closing costs. Let's gotcha. just say. So now, 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 if you go in there and you don't negotiate right, then you are, as the buyer, you got to pay, you know, the nine, the the ten thousand deposit plus the nine thousand in fees, right? <clears throat> so you need nineteen thousand dollars at least to come up with, but typically that's not the way, um, you know that they'll do it they usually will have the buyer come up with just a deposit and then the uh sorry about that no you're good and then the uh the fees will get covered usually in the loan that's usually the smart way to do it uh, you have the fees covered in the loan the way they do that is you just have the you just have the um seller credit back us you know certain monies towards fees and you work that in your contract oh okay okay yeah because um i always had uh even uh you know buying a few homes I, I always get those two things confused you know the down payment and the closing costs you know what 
you know, yeah, everybody does. That- we all do. And a lot of people, they forget the closing cost part. That's why they think, hey, I got 3.5%. I got the 10000 And that's great. But you still need to cut <laughs> the closing costs. You know, now yeah. again, if someone only has 10 grand, I'm, I'm still going to get them a house because I'm going to, I'm going to qualify them for $400,000, but I'm only going to sell them. I'm only going to be able to get them a house in the 380 mark, you know, and I'm going to use that other 20 grand for fees. So, oh. so what I'm saying is I'll look for their house in the 370, 360 370 mark 380 whatever find them a house in that range um and then what i'll do is i'll offer the you know either the full price of their asking or whatever it is and then add the fees to the the to the purchase price and then ask for it back from the seller oh okay so for example let's say let's use three hundred fifty thousand, right in that scenario right uh Go, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead and play it out, man. Because I so look, let's say you're the seller, uh-huh. right? And you're asking 350 for your house. And I have a buyer, and I'm the buyer, and I qualify for, you know, let's just say 400. Okay. Right? So I have. So what I'm going to do as the buyer, I'm going to say, "Hey, Mr. Seller, I'm going to give you 360." For your house, and and I'm gonna ask for ten thousand back towards closing costs. Oh, okay. So now the so now the purchase price is three sixty. The bank's gonna pay. I'm gonna still have to come up with my three point five percent of three sixty, but the bank's mm-hmm. gonna cover the rest. Right. Yeah. And so right. It's, rolled, it's basically rolled into the loan, and you and you you do that by asking the seller to cover the cost. Now what happens is some people will they'll do it they'll say okay I'm going to offer you 350 but I want 10,000 I need 10,000 in closing costs. And you're going to say well now I'm okay now I'm only going to get 340. You know, because I got to give you 10 grand. Oh, so I see. Does that make sense? Yeah, throwing, yeah, wow. Throwing a lot out there. No, no, that's uh that's a uh, <laughs> that's a trick that using... we use to help clients qualify for <clears throat> houses. Right, right, right. Great, um, oh. I got we got another uh, que- uh, question. Uh, let's go ahead and po- post it here. We got Alonzo. Alonzo, what are your thoughts on big tech coming into the residential space and facilitating deals on both sides? Hmm. Seller, buyer, examples of companies are Zillow. Redfin. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Uh, Yeah, great. Another great question. Good question. Uh, Yeah, so. Thank you, Lonzo. That was big about a year ago. You know, I was starting to really take off a year, year and a half ago, right? When when everybody was selling, like, um, sell your own home through the computer or through one of these computer programs. Here's the deal, like selling a house is not just listing it, uh, you know, throwing in pictures up. You do have to, you know, have negotiations involved, right? So what happens is these places, what they'll do is they'll, they'll send someone out to your house, take pictures, basic pictures, and they'll throw a listing up, but they're going to lowball it. 
They're going to lowball. They're going to tell you your house is only worth so much. Why? Because they want to sell it. Right. Yeah. Here's the right. thing. So I'm going to try and sell your house for 500,000 and I'm going to charge 2% in fees or whatever. Right. They're going to want to sell your house for, you know, 450, 430, you know, uh -huh. somewhere where it's like, dang, like it's not really like I could get five. But, you know, but I can sell it faster or but they're going to sell it faster, easier and for less fees and they're going to charge 450. But you're still paying even though they're charging less fees, you're you're not getting as much anyways. Right. As a seller, because you're you're going to sell it for less. So that's really right. what happens is you basically end up they, they sell it for less. They sell it. Uh, they don't negotiate the way that it could be protecting, you know, um, and there's no, there's really no interaction with, with anyone. So some people aren't comfortable selling their biggest investment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> through chats, you know, because they want to be able to see in writings and they want to, you know, what's going to be, what the numbers are and they, you know, there's legalities involved. So it is always recommended to have a real, you know, an agent, someone who can protect you whether you're a seller or a buyer, because you could sell someone a house and, and be and not legally protect yourself and be uh, be held liable for stuff, uh, you know, down the road, you know, they can come up and try and sue you. So, uh, you know, you do definitely want that legality part covered, but it was, it was a big concern for a while. Um, you know, like, hey, these guys are, are undercutting us. You know, they're like, cut, they're only charging 1% or whatever for fees. Um, and really what it came down to was what I just covered. Like, I had to explain that to, if I wanted the listing, you know, I had to sell myself. Why am I going to be able to do it, you know, versus them? Um, you know, the fees are some of the things that were easy to talk about, but a lot of it is just selling yourself. Like, you know, my network. Um, my ability to, to, uh, blast it out on social media, across the boards, you know, uh, just being able to, to get out there and, and, uh, show the property for you and stuff like that. So, uh, -huh. yeah, yeah, no, great question, man. Great question. Uh, thank you very much, Alonzo, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, well, there's so many angles you can take with, with real estate Ray, uh, you know, you can get creative, like the scenario you just presented, man, with, you know, if you, somebody has $10,000, you know, you're going to find them a house, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll, we'll help them. Definitely. You know, uh, if they have the 3.5% of whatever purchase price they're looking for, uh, we can help them with the rest, you know? Uh -huh. um, yeah. And, and uh, it can be done. It can be done. Is it common uh, for a seller to say, "Nah, you know what? I'm not. I don't want to give closing costs. Um, I, I, you know, I just don't want to do it." I, I mean, how, how 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 often do you see that? It depends on the market, right? I think it depends on. Well, it. Yeah, there, no, there's there's definitely sellers right now today saying, "You know, I don't want to give it. I don't want to give any closing costs. Like, I'm selling it as is. I'm not going to fix it up. I'm not going to repair right. anything." 
um, and I don't want to give out closing costs because I want to clear X amount. Uh -huh. And so you, as a listing agent, you say, okay, well, no problem. So you put it out there and then you hope that you find the buyers, you know, that are, that, that are willing to pay the full price, you know, right. have the money for it. Exactly. Uh, or that are creative because if, if I present you an offer, if you're asking 350 and I come and and I come to you and say, here's an offer for 360, uh, you know, you're right away. You're going to be like, oh, okay, dang. You know, and then I'm going to say, but they want 10 grand in closing costs. And then you're going to be like, well, well, I don't want to give out closing costs. And then I'm going to say as an agent, well, you're right. You know, we're at the number you want to be at. Right. You know? 350 essentially. I mean, the numbers are numbers. You know, now they said I want, you know, now there's always ways of, you know, I can offer you 355 and ask for 10 grand back. And then you as a seller are taking the five grand hit, right? Mm -hmm. But that's negotiation. You know, that's the art of the deal. Yeah. You know, like who's going to negotiate better? You can You can start off low and play that game. You know, yeah. hey, I'm going to ask, I'm gonna, let's, you know, 20 grand under asking and, and I want five grand in closing or whatever the deal is. You can go crazy and then let them come back and say no. And then you, you know, and then you go back. Yeah. And wow, but man. usually first time home buyers, they're not trying to do that. They're not trying to negotiate, um, go through a negotiation war. I mean, unless we're trying to find them a property that they really, you know, uh, shouldn't be in like we're trying to um, get them one that is very competitive. Everyone else is trying to get it. Uh, you, that's just the way it is. You got to negotiate properly, uh, and there's ways of doing it so that you're. That's why you got to have a good agent so you so your offer looks better than everyone else's. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot. There's so much that goes into it. You know, market conditions. Uh, you know, is it a buyer's market, a seller's market? You know, you know, uh, you know, but cash is king, right? Of course, <laughs> cash is always yeah, king, man. But you know, you're not gonna. I mean, again, it just depends. Um, if you're a first-time home buyer, you're just depends. Certain cities, certain cities, you're, you're they're gonna hold value over, you know, more than others. Um, yeah. Certain cities have more inventory coming up versus others, and so. For sure. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of factors involved. A lot of factors. But it's a fun game. Definitely. Investing is when it becomes fun when you start investing. Because now you're trying to find the deals, you know, you're trying to find the multi units, you're trying to find, you know, the return on your money. You know, you're trying to uh, you know figure out how you're going to, you know, put as little money down and get that back so that you can flip it down the road or collect rent. And have a, you know cash flow, so and that, yeah, that, that becomes a. That's what I like to help with. I like to finding the investment properties, the units. Sounds like you, right? Yeah, it sounds like you have fun with that, man. That's that's. The, would you say that's probably your wheelhouse? Like your. Well, yeah, that's fun because you you know you're looking for a deal now. Now it's like, you know, you're trying to find the deal. What the numbers making the numbers make sense? So you're. Mm -hmm. You got to go out there. You see, you know, the listing comes up, X amount of units, certain price range, figure out how much the rents are, you know, how much 
you might need to fix it up in order to, in, you know, bring the rent up. Uh, when you buy investment properties, you have to be, you have to be able to uh, see where the rent is at now and where you can take the rent. You know, uh, your goal is to improve, increase rent a certain amount each, each year, you know, uh, 3%, 5%, whatever it might be, 50 bucks, you know, 75 bucks. But right. ultimately you got to increase your rent every year because prices of living goes up cost of, you know, inflation, right? You know, like that's just the way it is. Taxes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So, no, it's a- what happens is you get some, some guys who, you know, they get tenants and then they don't raise the rent because they don't want to piss off the tenant. Um, and they keep the rent the same for so long that it's not making any sense because, you know, they're paying more in taxes. They're paying more for, <clears throat> for fixing it up. They're for maintenance, right. you know, uh, and they're not really making money. It's just there. Um, and that's not the smartest way to do it. I mean, you know, you, you got to be able to have that increase. So that you can see profit. And if they don't have a problem with it, then you find a new renter. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I got lucky, Ray, with um, I, when I first moved out here, uh, I lived there for three years in that house, man. And they they did not raise the rent on us, you know, in those yeah. three years. Uh, I think they were about to, though. I think. Um, but, you know, then when, that's when we moved out and purchased our, our first uh, our condominium but uh yeah and that's rare man that's rare well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's not gonna be like you know i mean think about it if you're if you're paying fifteen hundred dollars in rent uh or let's just say a thousand typically a thousand dollars in rent you know next year i might make it you know a thousand ten or a thousand twenty five yeah gotcha you know, it's like 25 bucks more you know, 25 times 12 months is still giving you $600 or whatever it might be for the year. So as an uh-huh. investor, I'm looking at the long $25 more every month. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it does add up, you know. Uh, and then you do that right. for 10 years. You know, now you're. Yeah. You exactly. know, 25 and next year, 25 and then 25. And, uh. You know, just depends too. I mean, right. And, you know, and then what their it depends what their mortgage is, right? What, yeah, exactly. It's a free and clear, right? You know, any so. upgrades now? Don't now you can't be asking for more rent and not be putting any effort into the property. You know, you, you can't be oh. the rent every year and and the freaking roof is leaking or the freaking oh. you know you know yeah it's got holes in the wall or whatever the paint is getting, you know like you got to do your part too as an owner yeah. you got to be able to you know of course paint. so the the more the better that you make it look and the better you maintain it you're of course you have no reason to not ask for 25 dollars more or whatever you know exactly so, right right wow yeah, man that's how so, that goes for sure ray man well you know ray i think um you know, we covered a lot today, man. Just in just one hour, a little over an hour. Um, I think we're, you know, we'll, we'll uh, figure this one. I think we, we could continue to do this Q&A with Real Estate Ray. I mean, maybe have you on once a month and we could talk about that. Um, but I think, 
Yeah, man, very informational. People who are, you know, interested in investing and purchasing, uh, I think this is something that uh, they can kind of tune in and, and, you know, pick your brain and uh, learn more. Just learn and be educated, become educated, because real estate is not a – it can be it can become rather complicated, so it's it's good to be educated, man. It's good to know, uh, have a, a solid, you know, a, a somewhat of a base of knowledge, man. When when you're going to get involved in, in your purchase or whatever the case may be for you, you know, maybe you're selling whatever, and uh, so it's always it never hurts to know what you're doing, what you're getting into. That's right. right. Ask questions. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I don't mind at all. I like talking real estate. Um, I just kind of, I just share what I learn, what I've investigate, you know, um, what I pick up from other agents, other top brokers, you know, people like that. So, uh, and it all kind of makes sense once you when you're putting it all together. You know, when you're in the game and putting it all together, it all makes sense. Uh, so. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah, let's get you back on, man. Maybe uh, next month. I want to thank everybody who who, who uh, posted a question, who participated tonight. We got yeah, Ryan, cool. Gus, Alonzo, uh, Mikin uh, was on there as well. I saw you on there, and uh, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for for uh, coming on. And I hope you. Uh, I know everybody learned something tonight. I know I did. And we got my man, real estate Ray, the thank expert. You. Empire States and Rancho Cucamonga. Ray, what can uh, the people follow? We obviously we see your um, is that your Instagram handle there? That's it right there to real estate Ray. The, just add a dot com at the end. You can find my website. There it is, man. You know, uh, you can send me a, a message on the from the website. You know, hey, I'm, I want to find a house. What I get a lot of times is people want. Um, you know, they want me to send them houses. <laughs> they, they want me to send them properties based on, on a criteria they're looking for. And, yeah, no worries. So what I do is I create a, a list, you know, for them or a search, I should say. And then that will return a list. And then I send that list to them. And then anytime more properties with that criteria comes up um, in that area, I, you know, I get notified and then I send it to them. So it's way better than Zillow and and all those websites because this stuff is like uh, directly from the MLS. So uh, mm. yeah, I want to list of homes for sure. That's no problem. There it is, man. There you heard it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, real estate Ray Rodriguez is available, available to uh, answer your questions, hit them up, call them on Instagram, call, um, send them a message on Instagram and uh, he will be more than willing to, uh, get you started on whatever your real estate needs are. Uh, I want to thank again everybody for tuning in. If you're watching the replay, uh, again, thank you for for tuning in and wherever you're tuning in from. And uh, this has been Q and A with Real Estate Ray. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel here. Support the cause. Help us out. And uh, again, if you want to going back to Profile Pod TV here, if you want to be uh, showcased if you want to come on and be profiled yeah contact me on instagram at profile pod tv and we'll be uh we'll set something up okay uh but we always want to get people who are motivational and inspirational people who are doing big things people who are gonna uh again uplift us 
and be positive and 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 um, who are going after their goals and dreams, man. So this that's what this whole thing is about. Right. Uh, Ray, go ahead and bust the move, man. Put on some music here for you, bro. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so again, uh, thank you so much, Ray, for being here with hey, us. Man, and everybody you. else. Absolutely. We'll see you uh, next month on Q and A with Real Estate Ray. And um, uh, as for Ray Rodriguez, I am Andy Anatomical. Thanking you all once again. And always remember to take it easy. easy.